I used to go watch a band. I say, I could do that. I could do it better. I could do it louder, faster. And that's how I evolved into playing the way I play. We were kind of the gateway for the next generation of punks, the kids that would eventually define hardcore. I didn't get into hardcore. Hardcore happened because of people like me. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of the best the punk and hardcore scene has to offer. Now let's stop talking and let's get to moshing. For this week's guests, I'm gonna let them uh, go around. I have a whole I have a whole band in here uh, today, so we're gonna let them uh, introduce themselves, go around in any way, which round robin or uh, just any way you guys want to do it, and uh, say your name and the name name of your band, what you guys do in the band. Um, hey, Trevor, this is uh, we're Kirby Kiss. I'm, uh, I'm Michael Shepard. I play guitar. I'm Natal Amato. I sing. I'm Frank Berdinsky. I play drums. I sing. I'm Roseanne Murray. I play bass. I'm Ramirez. I play guitar. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Oh, yeah, we shut, we shut off the video. So I'm like, I was like, I counted. I was like, before, before we shut off the video part, I was trying to, I, I got like a, a brief glimpse of all y'all. So I was just like, one, two, three. I had to, I had to, I had <laughs> yeah, to, there's more people, more people in the room. So <laughs> there's more people. Okay. That I, my, my counts way off. I'm, I, I was, no. I, I was doomed from the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got extra people hanging out. So, <laughs> I like, well, I appreciate y'all being here. Let's uh, talk about the obvious. I've, I've listened to a couple uh, other interviews uh, with, that kind of discuss the name. I has there. I think the funny thing is we we discussed that I had with the with the name because we it's it's a uh, spelt uh, K R I mean K I R K B Y. So so I was like I I had but reading it obviously just reading it all together and like when you're just kind of scrolling through through bands and stuff on Instagram and 
Bandcamp or whatever. Um, I have I have the problem. I have to slow down and look at the band name. But like, if you read it real fast, obviously I think, oh, Kirby Kiss, and I was like, and yep. I had that right. I had I had that right. I talked about it on the show with my co-host, and we were like, um, and then I reread it. And I was like, oh, fuck! I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I get it wrong? I was, I was like, did I, did I get it wrong? And then um, I was like, has anybody gotten it right off? Like, I mean, I've, I got it right, but I didn't get it right. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, the name Kirby is the name of a town in uh, Liverpool, England, where I'm from. And it's a slang term. Kirby kiss means headbutt. So that's what our name means. And phonetically, you had it right. It is Kirby kiss. That K is silent. Some people um, get it on the first time. Some people don't. Some people do pronounce that that K. Um, but it's Kirby kiss. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I did. I did look up a little bit uh, what what that what that meant. And uh, what was what was the reasoning behind it? Just just because you grew up there, or it's like it's. I've never, I've obviously never uh, witnessed or looked, I didn't look a video up of somebody of, uh, you know, uh, two people in Liverpool deciding to, uh, to headbutt. Um, yeah. No, it's just a, a slang term, like a, um, like a Glasgow smile, right? Like it's so Kirby kiss, uh, meaning headbutt. Um, and I was born there, uh, moved here to the States officially when I was six. She just suggested it as a band name and we all kind of loved it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like something kind of cool about it because it doesn't sound very tough, but a headbutt's pretty tough. And that's kind of like us. Our, our music sounds <laughs> pretty hard, but we're not really like hard guys or, or beat down guys at all. So it's like, it kind of just fit. No, I, I'm a, I, I like it. It's, 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 definitely, it's definitely clever. Like, because you, because uh, especially looking at hardcore names, it's not, I mean, it, there shouldn't be anything like when it comes to you know what we're doing here with hardcore there shouldn't be anything conventional you know what i mean but but it seems like there is a you know when you start listening to hardcore for for quite some time you you get a mental image and when you 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 get you get the you get things uh like negative approach all out war and you're able to to be like, okay, this is, this is what this band's probably going to be kind of angry. And, uh, <laughs> and, but so when you, when you get like, oh, Kirby kiss, I'm, I don't know what that's going to, I don't know what that's going to be like with the hardcore, <laughs> with the hardcore name. It's just like, this could be a complete mislead. This could be, this could be just about anything within the confines of, of bong and hardcore. So, so that's, so I think that you got it's a it's an interesting name because when you just see it, when you see it it's like I think that that makes it that makes it all the more interesting with how how that can pull you in to be like I wonder what this band sounds like because with some with with names like like Madball or whatever it's like I kind I I don't know exact like if you didn't listen to it before like. I kind of know what the it's going to be a little angry. I mean, I know I don't know what it's going to sound like, but it's, they're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. They got mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've got a little mystery. <laughs> so, um, y'all had at least two releases. If I'm not, if I'm not correct, if I'm not correct, if you have more than two releases this year. No, sir. Uh, just, just the two DIY releases. And they've, and they, uh, because they were very very close together they're like one was like basically just middle of spring and then and then you got and then only like two and a half months almost like two three months later not even that you guys uh uh put out your uh your latest release correct am i correct (laughs) yeah it was a little strategy it all came from one recording session yeah, but, uh, you know, we just tried to strategize and break it up into two different EPs, you know, keep the flame burn longer, so to speak, as far as people's attention, I guess. 
absolutely and uh so let's uh, let's just talk about let's talk about your talk about your music a little a little bit so this uh this latest this latest record um uh, let me uh hold hold on mostly but yeah tell tell us all you all you guys want people to know about this latest record uh well again like we said uh we recorded all seven songs at the same time um so and and like like we said the first part was meant to be kind of like a demo like a little release and we wanted to give it some time um and then have something else to kind of put out um so as a follow-up uh, you know I, I it's hard to say i mean um we don't have a conscious like uh like songwriting plan like uh i mean you know we we, we know we all kind of want to everything's organic yeah it's organic and everything's pretty much been momentum based like by the time we were recorded we were all satisfied we had enough songs to get in there not waste the time and bang them out and we did it was one of the my favorite recording experiences it was uh, my easiest yeah so out of 30 years of playing I enjoyed it more the recording process with this band than any other band because it didn't feel like it was being forced. I didn't feel like I was on a clock. Yeah. I was allowed to create what I wanted to create. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Pierce is great to work with too. So that's always a plus. Yeah. We recorded with the Chris Pierce, who's the drummer of, uh, He's a drummer of School Drugs, and he plays drums for he's been, he's Mikey Erg, and a billion bands. he's yeah. a guitar player, I think, in uh, Doc Hopper, and he's in, like, I think, 87 bands. <laughs> and they're all good. And they're all good. They're all good. But, uh, you know, I think the one conscious, like, direction is we wanted to play harder music, obviously, um, something that was like a, a release. We, we started literally in the middle of a shutdown. Um, and, I mean, at least for me, I wanted to start to play, like, um, like I, we were, I was in like a post-hardcore band before um, with the singer. And uh, I think we wanted to try and like start a project that was a little more hard, like harder music in general. Um, believe it or not, the original text that got us together was, uh, hey, do you guys want to start like a simple hardcore like oi band? Yeah, that was, I was thinking street punk oi. Street punk oi. That was the idea. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, so... We got together under that pretense and and just let it happen, let happen whatever happened in the studio or in the uh, practice room. So we got a little of that going on. <laughs> like so, I can definitely see where there's like adjacent vibes. Like when you go when like listening to your music, like there was there's definitely a like a little bit of that like intent there. But the uh, the outcome is definitely much more much more heavier angrier uh definitely more more of like of the uh snarlier vocals uh it's definitely yeah well, that that like had to happen because what they were right when we got together like like shep said like it was the intent in my in my mind the singer Nat, natal whatever 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 to go that route but i've known some of these people in this band and for like almost 30, 30 years, years. Yeah. and like our bands have played together so i like i just said to myself like let's see what happens and all the different influences like kind of went in there and the vo- then vocally like like a, a just a more straightforward street you know voice was not gonna work out you know so i had to like put put more into my voice you know into what i was that's what you heard to what we do so let's take a step back because that's that's definitely something I wanted to. I I assume I assumed um, with with this band just like there's obviously a lot of um, a lot of history with Jersey and punk and hardcore and all and 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 all the bands that you've uh, previously mentioned. But let's let's talk a little bit about your history because y'all obviously you, you know each other so for a lot of y'all know each other for quite some time. So you didn't just like meet up online or just meet up one day, like randomly and just said, let's just start a band in the middle of, of the pandemic. You guys definitely not y'all y'all obviously have history. So talk, talk about that a little bit, like just uh, how long uh, just for 
for how long each of y'all have been playing any previous projects and how that kind of um, culminated into what. <laughs> that could take a really long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah big, big uh, summarize. Fun. Summarize. No, we could do an abridged version. No, yeah, definitely. Abridged is all good. Yeah. Um, oh, you guys, right? Yeah, basically. So, me and Ramirez like have played in different like punk and hardcore bands since I was like 13 years old. So going were 30 you, years. Were you guys in the same band together with Jeff? No. So different times. Different times. Different so times. Ramirez and I as kids played in a band called Chaotic Discharge, who one of my closest friends, you know, it was like his band, but we played at different times. But then like Mike's band, Ramirez played with us a bunch. And then I knew, I knew. Can we name drop? Who, who, no, your, I mean, who your friend was? He, he sang, <laughs> He's a singer Jeff, of Discharge Jeff, Jeff, now. Jeff, he sings for, for Discharge itself, but like that was like my best friend growing up, and and Ramirez was friends with him too. But uh, <laughs> I was 13 years old playing in a freaking garage punk band, you know. But then, like, I knew like Frank, like almost as long, like yeah, 14 yeah, since like up the, on the boardwalk, bro. the late 90s, like or mid 90s, late 90s, and uh. And his bands and my bands played together back then. And I played in some not really known bands, you know. None, none of our bands are really known. Yeah, you there's know. a lot of like yeah. like uh, 12 degrees of like, because you were in yeah. sevens with Tom from right. hundreds of AU. Right. And uh, so there's like a weird, crazy satellite scene of like everyone out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, right, me and Shep played in a band more recently, but i known Shep since like, High school years. Yeah. And then Roxy is the, the, the most newest friend of a couple of the people in the band. So it was just kind of like. Just a baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's let's get this going. The idea was like, we all played around each other for so long. Why don't we try something together? You know, and then the pieces just fit. Absolutely. That's the, that's the abridged version. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not we're not kids or babies by any means, but. uh most of us are in our 40s. Yeah. 40 plus, man. <laughs> no one's 40 plus. But uh, you know, I don't I don't think that necessarily matters. Never does. This is yeah. hardcore is supposed to be all ages. I Yeah, absolutely. So I think as long as you're writing new music, you know, like for sure. Uh I mean, I think I think it's just there's always obviously a weird dynamic with um just like it there has to be respect uh along the board around the board because like i get i get going and like younger and sometimes when you're younger you're making fun of the the older folks and sometimes older older people are like are are like in the get off my lawn phase in life and <laughs> you know you're totally right man and, and i think we got to realize like that there, it's an all ages scene for a reason we there's always something like there's always something we can learn from another in in this scene to come together. I'm like, I, I don't, and I don't mean just like you have to exclusively hang out with this, these people or these people. But like, we're just like, I think uh, it's very it's very weird when we're like when uh, certain age groups want to cut people, whether it's the you know people who've been here for a while, cut off the cut off the new kids or the new kids want to just like yeah that happens that's there's, definitely, there's that's definitely at times. yeah that definitely happens yeah just, ironically ironically what's funny is we met like the meet the meeting that kind of like spawned the the text that got us together we all were at a right it was like the first show after covid like like was loosening up a little bit it was a backyard show pretty private but it was the first show of some friends of ours um who are like as young as you can get and be in a band reaching out. Um, <laughs> yeah, reaching yes. Out. Yes. I'm a, I'm so, a, those are all high school kids. Correct. That's like, Oh, absolutely. I, I grew up with, I mean, she's, I think she has left the band. Um, Alex was the original bass player, but, but I grew up like yeah, we knew with her that. parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I saw that. And I was like, cause, cause I listened, I was like, this is a really good band. And I was like, and me just in my early thirties, like when I saw when I saw the ages, I was like, I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think, I think Caden, I think Caden's like 16. 
<laughs> the one kid in the band. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's like he super young. Yeah. But yeah, so we were at this barbecue uh, kind of set up for that show, and my band 19 Dirt was playing at the time. Natal and uh, Shep came to the show, and we got talking. They were having a little downtime with their band, and I'm I'm always in a million bands. I'm always welcoming another. So it was like, all right, we'll give it a whirl. And then we had a text going on, and we were talking about who else we might want to play with. And I had always wanted to play with Ramirez. I've known him for a couple of years seeing my flea market selling and I'm buying, you know, stuff like that, punk shows, whatever. And uh, I actually bought a guitar off him uh, probably nine years ago at a show in Bamberg, New Jersey, which is like the middle of the woods. Uh, but I always wanted to play in a band with him or at least jam with him. So I was like, all right, let's think of him. And uh, also I think me or Natel had thought of Roxy and I was like, yeah, yeah. They were familiar with uh, her filling in for, their band witch witch and also i think you wound up joining suspect at a time mm -hmm. so you know it was kind of like yeah i, I want to jam with her so actually to be honest she was going to try singing out for my grindcore band and someone else took her spot like as far as uh being able to audition and they went my band wound up loving them that was coffin boy i didn't know that she was going to sing for coffin she was going to try singing for coffin boy and that and i was like all right i'm sorry you know the next next thing comes up we'll try to get something going on you know but like i was i i meant that so you know either natal brought brought her name up or i said it but you know I wasn't but supposed to be. Way, in the band. Here we are, and uh, yeah, Shep wasn't even supposed to be in the band. I was already, in a, I was already in a they band. They invited, they, they asked me to join the band on accident. I, 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 accidentally, I accidentally like put Shep in the uh, Facebook Messenger group with Frank, and and, said, yeah, and the whole time band. I thought it was him, not was, you. I thought I was talking to Ramirez, but <laughs> then then it was like, oh shit, too many mics in your. I'll, uh, I'll do another phone. second band with Shep, but uh, hey, Shep, are you cool with Ramirez? being a second guitar player and he's like yeah they didn't tell me though for like eight months no. like one day one day in practice one day in practice they were like should we tell them and we're like yeah you weren't even really supposed to that's be actually there. about as long as we've been together yeah no yeah. it was like it was like four months actually it was like four months. at this point it's 11 months yeah we've been together for about 11 months right now things are <laughs> didn't have the heart <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Guess. I, I just didn't want to like uh, <laughs> put, put a negative feel into it. It was, it was going so good. Yeah. Know? Like, how can I tell him that I didn't really need to ask him to be in the band? Mike, you're not really in the band. Oh. <laughs> no, but dude, you're still not in the band. Yeah. <laughs> he does the most work in this band. <laughs> I'm sure. I well, just. Uh, I'm a designer. Really I'm a designer, so I do all the art um, for the band and. And a lot of the social stuff. Um, Mike does a lot of social stuff too, but but uh, I, I I enjoy the the social aspect of it, the, the networking. Like since we started this band, eleven months, I've met like so many people in other bands and like like labels and friend like made new friends, and it's like it's it's pretty like awesome. It's like it, to me, that's like what the scene's all about. Like I've literally met like so many other new bands and and like old friends like that like are are like back doing stuff again it's, it's been really really great experience i think i think there's just been i'm like even prior to pandemic there's been somewhat of a of a reawakening of people just wanting to like because people have been like busy with their lives their families and stuff and like and people are kind of returning to what they loved doing and also the pandemic was like oh my god i have i have free time so i've mm -hmm. seen my friends even in the pacific northwest uh like reform bands where they swore they were never gonna do it again they were they they it was like it was like no i'm never playing another note of this band i don't think i'm ever gonna do music again and then this this whole thing changed a lot of things like a lot of bands that i was like i grew up in high school listening to decided a decade later they wanted to i'm like all right we're we're playing music again which yeah. is i can't imagine ever saying uh <laughs> i'll never play music again i can't yeah, yeah i'm gonna keep crazy. playing until i can't yeah. I, I, can, I, I know what you're saying though that, that, that wasn't the point the point being that like tons of projects old and new 
from this pandemic have come out, you know, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. The scene I feel like is it's exploding right now. Exploding. There's so many shows, <laughs> so many different ways. Everybody's it's, dying to get out back to it. Probably one of the cool, one of the coolest bittersweet moments I've seen in the few decades playing and and, and being it's a like part of people back the community and stuff. It's pretty cool right now to see how much music and stuff is coming out. Yeah, I feel like like every day a new record comes out and there's like three shows, if not more, every single weekend. Yeah, we right. live in New Jersey, obviously. So like within the tri-state area, there's literally like Tons of five shows. shows a week, like mm-hmm. right now. Like yeah. and and that's like lots being, of DIY shows. Being too. tame. And yeah, and ton, and most of it now shows tons of it is DIY. So talk, talking about that a little bit, would you describe what currently like would you say that currently with new with new bands including yourself being obviously in your area with school drugs gel other bands uh of the sort would you say that the scene has a healthy amount of bands or a robust amount of bands like is I'd it say robust bursting at the seams with with lots of new with lots of new talent Say healthy, you, 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 wait, robust being negative, like too many. Robust meaning like it's no, no not, not negative, just like man. like healthy as in like you have a lot, but or holy crap, there's a lot, like like mind blowing how many bands. I guess I, I guess to say holy crap, it's mind blowing. Like it's almost like in a good way. I, yeah. I can't yeah. listen to everything I want to. Like I keep like I'm like right. Like I'm still finding new bands that other people are like. Dude, this is amazing, but and they've been listening to it for two months, but I just haven't gotten to it yet because there's just so much to listen to. So much. And I'm constantly telling people about new bands. Like like it, it's it's uh it it literally like great variety too. It's not like yeah. fifty bands playing the same one sound. There's a, there's like a lot of different directions I'm hearing anyways for the last couple of shows we've been, last two months of shows we've been playing. You know, it's kind of hard to pigeonhole the bands on a, on a show with explanation anymore because everyone plays this slightly different bit. Everybody's got older uh, influences that come out and make it different. So yeah, there's definitely a creative explosion going on. Yeah. I should have started that. with the caveat. I should have started that with the caveat that, that in my, in my opinion, robust and like being overwhelmed by too many bands, that's a good problem. Like, in my book, yeah, 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 yeah. being o- that type of overwhelm, being overwhelmed is is great. I like being yeah, overwhelmed yeah. in that way. I don't like being overwhelmed in general, but but like when it's like, oh my god, there's so much happening every every week and hard. It makes it makes doing this show so easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You constantly have content, you know, you don't have to like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't have to like with that and with and with and with just just general like not only music, just general random talking points such as the uh as the as the not that it even matters. The, the I don't I don't care that anyone that's it is weird, but I don't care that someone crapped at the turnstile show. Oh my god! I was wondering if this. I was wondering if this is going to come up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that happened. This isn't the first time that happened. Exactly. It's I mean, just. I think it's always funny to talk about, but it is surprising how much that is like the top news. Yeah, we got this like mind blowing, <laughs> this mind blowing record that all like all anybody talked about for like three days until someone pooped at their show, and now it's completely overshine. overshine. Why this guy pooping? No, no, that's the Mad Ball show. Oh, I get confused. All I heard was shit. But uh, but yeah, it's big news. My my first opinion was, wow, Gen Z has some weird pit moves. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's like, but but I'm like, dude, it's punk. I'm like, I know that like most of like people and like in general hardcore have have the respect of not doing stuff like that and i don't know what the circuit there's the we don't know what the circumstances we don't know what or what or why or how so i'm like i do i have questions but like 
<laughs> I think that's why it's so such a topic is because there's so many questions that could be. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of details about it. Like, so what? What do you know exactly what did happen? Was it just? I I read I saw I saw someone say that poop wound up on Wait, stage. Where, where are we going in the direction of who gives a crap that somebody <laughs> put poop on the turn? I know, but now it's a train wreck you can't look away i'm like well what why did they throw a poop like no no he's... hey trevor trevor's in charge man no i steered it i steered it this way i set my problem and if you hear my show sometimes i set myself up for these things so i have no one to blame but myself but i I guess my my whole thing is like, I guess it is like you said the mis- the mystery in it, and it's just like people also need like if it's anything to have like to keep people talking. Um, I guess that's cool, but like I would say maybe probably the other things of people crapping like some dude come like I saw like this was a big show. This wasn't just like at one of our like you know one of the small diy where somebody possibly just walked in needed to go took sour yeah i got a little geniality yeah a lot of those places like uh like black lodge in our area like it's next to a string of bars and stuff so we get people it's a little it's a little hole in the wall so so people accidentally find themselves there so accidentally some interesting things always end up happening because we'll have someone walk in who has no idea what's going on and the next thing you know they're using the stage as a toilet (laughs) (laughs) that's that's right but this is a bigger well-known show you don't just haphazardly walk into the turnstile show is what yeah where it's at the venue with probably security outside um with, you got to pay a good fee. You got it. Probably was sold out. All that. You can't just sneak. You can't just sneak in the back. You didn't just stumble in there from the bar next door. It, it is. I think. I think the thing is, everybody knows people crap and things weird things happen at shows, bars, any of that sure. gathering. People, you know, it's people are gonna throw. I think it's just. It's literally like. Nobody knows how it got here. How did this get here? Was this a plant? Like, <laughs> I, I try to, I, I want to take a positive spin in my head. I want to be like, someone was enjoying Turnstile so much that they were like, I, I can't go shit right now. I'm it's, not missing one song. Possibly. <laughs> and, and so that no one steps in this shit in the pit, I'm going to put it up on the stage. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm considerate as well. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of protein. I'm, I'm, I'm a glass full, like, full kind of guy. <laughs> if this was like, you know, this very well could have been someone's first hardcore show ever or first hardcore show in a long time, and they were not ready to move around. They 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 had that they had that hot dog outside. They had probably went to the hot dog or burrito hot stand. <laughs> <laughs> Big thing about hot dogs. Like, yeah, fat fuck, dude. And every, at every show we played these last couple times. People talking about hot dogs. talking about hot dogs. Bad fuck lives on hot dogs. Bad fuck loves hot dogs. Defends hot dogs. And then at the at the cabin show, Mile and the Hot Dogs. In you know and they decided to put they did hot dogs, dude, hot dog summer. Hot dog summer. Hot dog summer. That might be the next and then you, you got, out, you know, put out a compilation, Trevor, of bands you like and, <laughs> and call it Hot Dog Summer. Honestly, that's great. Hot Dogs, that's beautiful. Dead air. You'll be the first. That is, that's just got a ring to it, man. You'll be, you'll be the first band on the list. Yeah, we got a song. We got a song for it. Because, <laughs> like, if we go with the hot dogs, like, you got the hot dog stand. And I've been to the hot dog stands, even the pandemic. They still don't always. You got the jalapenos. You got the you got the little onions. Not all that shit's covered still. Like they, <laughs> 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 you 
you fucking go you go and and take this and you put all the jalapeno sauerkraut and then you decide to put sriracha and stuff and and then the spicy mustard and then you and then you decide to go in the pit that's that's disaster right there that yeah, sounds but, like something that only happens in the Pacific Northwest. I, I don't know. <laughs> is that a, is that, a, that, a, my, that much stuff on yeah, that, That's a lot of topping, man. Chili mustard, onion. Okay, so that might be a me thing. Okay. So, so in the last episode, I talk. I've talked a, a couple times about my sandwich orders, and there's a reason I went vegan, and it's because I, I was just irresponsible with some of my with some of my food orders. I'd get uh, like the meatball sub with every type of pepper, um, so every type of hot sauce and onion, and have two of those, and be oh, like, wow. and then I would be <laughs> in the bathroom the whole time at one of my friends' house for a party, and be like, why am I? Why am? Why did I spend my whole my whole evening in the bathroom? <laughs> And I mean, it's because I, I, it's because I just had a a sandwich, a a, a meatball sandwich with no, with really no nutrients whatsoever, and just, it just hot hot sauce, just and just literally just hot sauce, peppers, meatballs, and just like loaded it all up in there, and I was just like, so yeah, when I so when I get to hot dog stand, I put, I'm like. I'm like a kid. I'm like I see all that stuff, so I put it all on there. <laughs> I hear you. I like putting chili, spicy mustard. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> no, I'm saying the hot dog stand. I can't not have that. Right? If they have the top. All right, so it. here it is. You ready? I'm gonna admit it. Right before I walked in this house, I ate a chili cheese dog. I'm not even, I'm not even lying, man. I, less than an hour ago, I ate a chili cheese dog. Wait, and check this out. Not even lying. I literally had hot dogs and beans for dinner tonight. Fuck yeah. Good man. We're keeping hot dogs and beans. We're keeping a hot dog Indian summer going on over here. We are not vegan, but I get what I appreciate why you went vegan because when you. Yeah, yeah, I was vegetarian for a lot, a lot of years. Your body is your temple. That was, it's just, it was. I'm, I'm already irresponsible with all the hot sauce and uh, shit that I eat. Um, I got, I, I had, I had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's, it, it's an admirable and and uh, and worthwhile venture for people to do it. For sure. So let's transition back to music a little bit. And talk about- <laughs> yes. Now I want a hot dog, though. Now that, we got to, to, now that we got to the main, like, the, we got to the meat, we got to the hot dog. <laughs> we got to the hot dog. We can't, can't escape no, it, man. No meat on no bone. It's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. We got no to meat. The, we got no to meat. the real wiener. <laughs> it's a hot dog. Oh man! All right. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Transitioning back. To <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna transition. We're gonna do a real smooth transition. Real smooth. This makes so much. We're gonna talk about the topics of the songs. Oh, sounds good. All right, that's good. <laughs> I think to real real things back in. Um, I think the 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 song that I played. Um, on the episode uh, a few weeks ago actually go goes perfectly with the kind of the unfortunate circumstances um, that we're facing in our, uh, in parts of our country right now. And body, body right with body, with body, right. And uh, it, yeah. it couldn't be more, uh, more right on the money and important and un- unfor- unfortunate because a lot of people, uh, unfortunately, we nobody wanted not most people didn't want this most reasonable people didn't want this. yeah man but we crazy right now i, I can't believe the news sometimes right now but we saw it but a lot of people are like this is definitely coming like we it's a lot of people saw it coming with the way some of these governors and some of these uh people have been acting at least just towards the whole pandemic that they just want to do what they fucking want to do. Yeah, like, man. The, they, they, they have they it up a lot. 
Um, look at the last couple Supreme Court justices they it's faced. Been, yeah, it's they've been, been it's they've been, been looking at overturning Roe yeah. versus Wade for a long time, and right now they see their chance. Yeah, they're the what's that saying? Like the devil is like slow and patient or whatever. I'm not religious, but you know what I mean. Like the metaphor, slow and patient attack. Yeah, they've been well. They've been riling up their base for years over 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 shit, and they've been mister they've been misdirecting people they've been um talking about their own uh you know they've been talking about the my body my choice and using that bodily autonomy argument with covid and well at the same time doing pulling pulling this shit and theocracy doesn't belong anywhere but it certainly doesn't belong in american law you know no not even close. I I respect, for the most part, I re, I have I have religious people who are who are open minded that I respect that I've grown up with my whole life. I grew up religious, and these are some of the reasons why I um, stepped away because I couldn't even. There were some things I like just growing up and be, be, having this being how I was raised, like that I was like able to. To discuss through this was not even this when it comes to this type of stuff this wasn't even something i could pretend like let go like this the likes when it came to just controlling people's bodies and controlling and just like ha- and having trying to have that control especially over over uh you know women like I was just, I, I just like when I started to really grow up, get out of high school, and, and talk about this stuff. I was just like, I was like, I, I can't, I can't sign, I'm, I can't, uh, sign up for the, I can't, I can't sign on this. I can't be a part of this. Like, this is just, it's, this should have, like, while there's some people I do respect, this has no, this has no fucking, this should not exist in our in, in our system whatsoever <laughs> yeah man right so you gotta do what you can say you know speak your mind nat has no problem doing that no <laughs> no absolutely and i know there's a lot of people like who work at these clinics and stuff who are like uh, uh my my hat's currently off, but my hat's off to them who are these brave people who are on the front lines, like working working at these clinics that are, uh, you know, who've been just like the pressure. Like I've seen, like obviously you get the people out of the Planned Parenthoods, like it's always been there. There's always someone there all the time, but it I've seen it over the last year ramp up. Like the videos I've been seeing, it's gotten exponentially worse the crowds the the, the brainwash real well it's like it's it like i see it like it's not just like one or two people with their fan with their you know brainwash brainwashing their, these kids with propaganda and just having them outside of of, of fucking Planned parenthood this i've seen over the last wow. decade everything's been kind of ramping up you know like the polarity and all that stuff and the extremity of certain groups of people has been, ran- I agree, has been ramping up for like divide and conquer the, the last 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy where we're at as a society. I mean, there were always some fanatical people and shit, but I think a lot, it's it, more and more have become more brazen to put out their crazy ideas and, and stuff like that. But it sucks, man. It social, really sucks. social media is fantastic in the sense that it you know like this this is like we're talking to you right now because of social media like you you know you have so much communication and so much spreading like you know like music and and access to everything through social media but as good as it is it's also super bad like because every idiot out there (laughs) with a phone can spread hate and uh or ignorance ignorance. religious bullshit you know or like like I, I respect what you're saying and I respect everybody's, you know, beliefs and whatnot yeah. to a point, except when they cross certain things where you got to say, hey, I can't be <laughs> affiliated not, with not that, down with you, those, know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, 
Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like nonsense that people just buy into and they just don't give it any critical thought, you know, like, you know, that's, and bringing it back to, to the song, to the body, right. I mean, that's really what initiated me to write that song was one to like clearly put out where I stand on these issues and, and, uh, and I have no problem saying that and, and we can have a discussion about it. If you disagree, that's cool. Um, but too, my, like my disgust with the fact that like these issues still are being fought for on, you know, like, <laughs> and fought against and fought and fought again. Yeah. Well fought for on the opposite side of what I, what I believe in, but yeah, but fought against like, like it's, it's some pretty simple shit that people should be treated equally <laughs> regardless of their, their race, their sexual identity that, you know, and, and that, you know, that a woman's right body, you know, a body is, is, is her own. And it's, you know, and, and people shouldn't be, it's not, it's not my place to, to say to you what you should or shouldn't do, you know? And, um, and it's just crazy to me that, that like people really stand on that stuff and, 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 uh, and get crazy about it. You know? I think so as my insight as being religious, I think what happens a lot is we have like a lot of people have grown up this way, unfortunately, and yeah. they have to trick themselves. There's, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different things. So there's these people that are really smart are are so smart that it's not, or dumb smart that they know how to be disingenuous and, and be able to switch the narrative and somehow, you know, you know, with the, you know, call it, just call it straight up baby killing and try to try to manipulate people. And then there's people who are trying to convince themselves that this is right because of the way they grew up. So they hear these people try to make these intelligent arguments when they're really being extremely disingenuous and misleading. And they, and the one thing that I noticed with, with the, with the anti-abortion advocates, their, their biggest thing is I've never seen, they, they just say what, why they think it's wrong. They don't, there's no, there's no like heart in it. They don't say why that they don't, there's no like i care about this it's this is this is fucking wrong and they just and they just are able to uh to spew that sh- that bullshit out and the people who are like grew up this way or or like try to they have to try to convince themselves because this is how their family it's how their friends act so they they follow they follow suit they talk about sheep that's i was just gonna say you're, you're yeah you're not talking sheep right you gotta you, you can't think for yourself like you you have to follow the rules like you can be religious and not follow every single rule like you can be a free thinker like you said you could be not religious and still find you know religious stories like meaningful or like the you don't have to follow, like but that's like the, the mindset i think like you you teach these people that they have to follow every single rule and therefore you're like okay well you have to you're in our club you have to do exactly what we say i mean that's and they're not even pro-life they're just pro-birth they don't give a shit about you after the born. yeah yeah the people get born they're like and it's the exact opposite they're like oh like 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 frank just said like after the baby's born they want to make sure the baby gets born but afterwards they're like it's not our fucking problem to take care of these kids that's your problem you shouldn't have kids like <laughs> it all depends on what they it's it also is what they what they personally assign value to what they're because assi- they are not assigning value to the lot they to any of the other deaths to make this to that have made what this fucking empire is in the united states they're not worried about that they're not worried about just that like pro-life they're not worried about the not and this isn't me knocking people who aren't be who aren't vegan or anyway, but they're not. But those pro life people usually aren't vegan or not worried about. They don't assign a, a lot of value to the food we eat, except the value of nutrients. They're not worried about that life. They're not worried about they're 
they it's they just assign the value and I, I don't under I, I still don't get why that the loss of life in that respect before it had it has fully um developed because they don't want because usually it's I don't want to put this it doesn't matter what what the point is because it's not my it's not my decision it doesn't matter if it's because I just don't want it I don't want to I don't uh want to put uh, another human in this fucking horrible world or whatever it doesn't fucking matter but it seems like they're they're assigned they the value that they assign is not consistent is not consistent with with when it comes to when people it comes are full of shit. I mean, a lot of people are just full of shit, and they don't even know it. You know, like it's when and when talking with this, it's like I guess to try to understand why they are ignorant is is all right. I guess if we were having a discussion with one of them and we wanted to talk, but in my opinion, it's like who gives a shit why you're thinking that, like open your mind a little bit and just think a little bit past what you're like, how you're saying, like what their one focused goal is, you know, uh, it's baby killing. Like, and just look at the bigger picture. Like, cause there's nothing is that simple, you know, religion is part of the control mechanism and fighting against abortion gives them something to fight for and ensures those powers to keep the pat- patriarchy going and the control going. And the you know the chessboard just the way it is to their advantage. But but religious conservatives, those are the real punks, right? They they are under the control. Course, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're good people, <laughs> but they're not using their own judgment. No, you know they're, they're using they're the using judgment against us in yeah, a way. So following, following, you know, they're not questioning said. what they're actually doing. No, I and uh, and I agree. I I just thought that was probably one of like that was the first that was the first song um on here that I that I listened to and it just uh it felt right to talk about it because of, of because of on top of the other things what's go what's going on. It's relevant. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, yeah, we don't have any any songs about skipping skipping to the park or anything. They're all they're all pretty pretty much about I don't want to say political topics, but social oh, yeah, topics. Yeah, personal, social, political. There's all different things, but topics, not just not just enjoying, you know, the hot dog summer. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the lyrics all mean something to us for sure. Well, I think it's also important because that's that that's always been like the meaning of 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 punk rock and like the and just like a lot of people with political punk and I think there's a lot of punk and hardcore that is still that has been political even over the ten years and but I think sometimes what people miss is like the the more like direct approach and I think you guys are hitting that more direct approach than people that are you know sometimes sometimes telling stories that are to which i think think is an effective um way to get people to listen because i because you know just like we talked about some of these uh some of these you know the right wingers and some of those they don't if they hear it's like oh it's political they they turn it they turn it they turn it off and they and like so i think in some way like it there are people and it took me a while when I was, when I was younger too, like the more subtle approach helped. And then, and once I hit, I, I had enough subtlety. I listened to stuff that just hit me straight in the fucking face, like more like, more like uh, your songs in the, in this uh, listen closely EP. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just reminded me of uh the uh, guy from Rage Against the Machine, he always shares, like, every once in a while, someone will write to him and be like, like, uh, I can't believe Rage Against the Machine sings about politics, man. I can't listen to this anymore. And he's like, uh, dude, what Rage Against the Machine did you listen to before that wasn't about politics? And so I'm not aware there are any. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're talking, I think you're talking about Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom, with, yeah. So Tom Morello, I'm like, I was just like, I always laughed at those because, dude, I don't understand. I think the the biggest thing was you saw the people who 
who came out to like those election fraud protests and had the loudspeakers and they were singing. Yeah, they were blasting it. They were blasting it. Stabbing their Trump flags into the ground. <laughs> and the, the, and didn't realize there was a big mirror in front of in front of them that they were basically just singing about to themselves about themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that just like you just said, like the, the people who haven't drinking the Kool Aid are watching this. Like they have, like you just verified how clueless you are. Like we knew you were clueless before the volume got turned up, but now you're like, but I'll just, I'm just like. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got no, I, those, this is a, I got, I got no words for that. That's, yeah, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's just crazy. Just the amount of just shit that is, that is happening on a daily basis. And just like with, with all this stuff and just like, obviously social media ha- uh, has, has done good. And like you said, bad things and putting, and putting this all in front of, but I, dude, it, 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 it burns, it, it burns me out. I mean, it's not fair. I feel like it's not fair for me to say, cause there's a lot of people like going through, going, you know, through shit, but it is, it is very, it gets, it keeps my anxiety on high. Absolutely. Oh. Dude, the news is, the news is stressful. Yeah. Uh, like you're like constantly like, enraged my you know i don't watch watch news either it's hard like you know you you don't want to watch but you want to stay aware it's 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 rough you don't have to watch to stay aware (laughs) you know there's no there's no news channel that's worth watching (laughs) you know and i actually agree with that i'm i have to go into the mindset when i'm looking at my media like i'm i have to be ready to pick apart this this shit and that's like that's exhausting because I can't trust what I can't trust most of what's, you know, what's going, uh, what's going on. Cause they have, even the people who have like that I agree with don't aren't they're They're saying things I agree with, but sometimes they're not, they're not, they don't actually, they don't mean what they're saying. So yeah, but that's, that's like correct. where it comes down to your personal, <laughs> like, you gotta have program. some kind of discernment within yourself to, to like discern between what, you grab onto as as believable and agreeable and and where it becomes bullshit you know it's like i'm a barber by trade i have to talk about every topic politically and socially every day and like i you know i i hear you it's it's like to to stay aware of what's going on and be able to understand what the hell people are talking about you know you gotta you gotta pay attention i'm not saying like don't watch the news or don't you know, stick your head in the sand. Obviously, that's not what I'm. So cool. What I I do. You know, I think it, that's important just for everyday life because whether anyone likes it or not, you're gonna have to work with someone that you that has polar opposite views. Yeah, man. I have to. I have to just on the network where I do, um, you know, stuff with the uh, at the radio station. I and and that's been since I even was in college radio, the people I don't agree with, I got to work with them. I'll hear, I'll hear them out. I'll listen to them. And sometimes I'll agree with them. But just because I agree with one point doesn't mean we're friends. Doesn't mean right. just because we're having these conversations does not mean we're, we are so super close. It means you're human, you're discussing and, and I'm going to be at least, I'm at least going to hear you out whether I think you're bullshit or not, because I want to at least if I can have a conversation and I always think of it like as like if they're talking to me, then I have and I, I want to use my per, my personal privilege for good. If I'm able to actually reach people that other people can't and talk and have those con- and have those conversations and maybe have have something, have their have their way of thinking switch go go a different way if i be able to uh have some sort of mutual understanding right amen but so appreciate y'all for coming in 
and talking and running and running through a whole uh, slew of topics, whether it was hot dogs, crapping, or politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the variety. Um, what would you, any uh, last things you would like to uh, share um, just about the band, about, um, about you know, your release in general um, before um, we go? I guess uh, we could share some news um, about some upcoming stuff. We've got uh, um, the two EPs, uh, the seven songs we, we put out ourselves, DIY, and we did like a real small run of uh, CDs of each. Um, so uh, a label called Sex and Glue up in Connecticut, um, Sex and Glue Zine and label. Um, they're actually about to, well, they're, they're, I guess we're just waiting for it. Um, they're doing a cassette tape that combines the two. Um, and I think that'll be available in, in about seven weeks. Um, and that's a small run too, but it's, I think they're doing a, a run of 80. Um, and that'll be like a one EP on one side and the other EP on the other for all the people who love to c- collect cassettes out there since it's become pretty popular. And, um, and then we actually just, just yesterday approved the final art for a 12 inch that's going to come out on, um, on council records. Um, unfortunately, because of uh, the vinyl shortages of uh, raw material and just the backup of people making records right now, I, I believe we're looking at February or March of next year. <laughs> Makes sense. And that'll have, that'll have some new music on it. That's fair. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so those are the next two things we got coming up, which are we're pretty excited about. Um, um shows we've got you know got a bunch of shows lined up hoping the the world doesn't shut it all down (laughs) yeah we're always we're we're always worried over here we're already like the pacific northwest is already on the look of uh possible possible shutdowns uh and we haven't even got to our first hardcore show over here yet we our first hardcore show uh by the time this gets out we'll we'll have uh the very first, the very first hardcore show happened maybe a couple of weeks ago, and it was like a pop up. Nobody knew it was happening. It was under a bridge. It was like a generator show, which I'm really bummed I missed out. But like the first like legit one that was like planned out uh, would have just happened at this point, and we have like a few like throughout throughout the year, and we may not even get past two shows uh, before shutting down again. This is technically in the future. Do you do you know when this is going to come out exactly? Yeah, this is this will be this. Um, I want to say hi to myself in the future. <laughs> hey guys, this will be out in the following week from where we're recording. So, so by that point, our first hard following week. Okay, our hard, our first hardcore show will have happened. Um, that's and, crazy. And and our that's second crazy. second yeah. our second big hardcore show is coming up, um, which is a. Uh, called just another gig which is a which is like an we do every three or four months um we were the plan was to to have a big a one big one day festival every every like fall winter spring uh summer type sounds awesome who's playing and do and do so it's mainly it's mainly locals for for this because because like with touring and stuff um, but like for for people who are coming out, uh, it's mainly like California bands. We got Vamakara, um, Spy from the Bay Area, and, nice. Um, and initiate um, also from from uh, California. And then we have um, Have you listened to the band Ingrown? I feel like you guys would like that band. Um, I I have not, but I will check them out. Really uh, insane uh, band from from Boise has the kind of the same, probably the same approach vocally as you guys, but a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, on the death metal influence, um, than the, than the, uh, than the punk influence, but it's, it's, it's hardcore through and through. It's, it's really, really insane. Uh, their, uh, LP is called, is just called gun. And it's just, it's just fucking, it's, if I ever am to recommend a Northwest hardcore band, it will be Ingrown. Um, All right, well, I'll definitely check it out. They're going to be at FYA 
in Florida this year, uh, um, or next beginning of January. And I have a feeling that like they'll probably be the top band out of our area pretty soon. So awesome. Check them out. Anything else before, before we peace out or are we good? Thanks for having us. Thank yeah, thanks so much. Right? Yeah, thank you so much. Thank y'all for uh, for joining me. We just uh, talked to Kirby Kiss. They have their latest EP, Listen Closely, out now. Um, check it out. Listen to it. Awesome. Uh, New, Jer- New Jersey aggressive ass punk hardcore. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back we'll be back next week. You listen to Dead Air. Every person, every race or 